open. Oh, sorry, handy, not open. <laughs> if you've got them open, let me know what scripture you want me to preach on tonight. <laughs> if you've got your Bibles handy, open them up to um, 1 Chronicles chapter 4. 1 Chronicles chapter 4. You know, there's, uh, there's a lot of famous people in the Bible. Uh, if you look up Hebrews chapter 11, you see the Hall of Faith. You see a whole lot of famous biblical characters. Abraham, Sarah, Moses, Gideon, David, Samuel. Because they're, they're famous because of their faith, because what they did, because of what they did, how they stepped out in faith for God, what the amazing things they did. Not many people have heard of this person called Jabez. I don't know if you have, but um, Jabez is credited with two verses in your Bible. Um, actually, the person Jabez is, there's actually a town called Jabez, which is in, a, in another section, and that might be named after him. But um, Jabez is a person in the Bible. And what we have here is a genealogy of the descendants of Judah, the, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And it's going through all the different names of these people and their fathers and the, and the children and some of the daughters, I think, were named. And then it gets to verse 9, which is where we're at tonight. Verse 9 and 10 is the scripture reading for tonight. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. New Living Translation, if you've got it. Verse 9, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. There was a man named Jabez, who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. And God granted him his request. We've named our children different names, uh, not just because we like the sound of the names, but because we like the meaning behind the names. Not many people are like that, I've found. I thought everyone was like that. But a name, uh, for me... Uh, it symbolizes maybe what I hope for my child. So uh, we have Anna, which means grace, and her middle name is Grace. So it's Anna, a double portion of grace for her and, and uh, each one of the children. Micah, a man like God. That's our prayer for him, that he would be a man like God. Isaac brings joy, and that's what he kind of does. And we find that with each of our children. Joshua, salvation comes from the Lord, and, and Timothy, man of prayer. And we want each one of our children to have, I guess, a manifestation of their name in their life. We want to bless them. And in the Bible, names are very important. In fact, names weren't, a name wasn't given to a, a baby boy until the baby boy was eight days old. And then they would... It, circumcise the boy and give him a name. And uh, you find that a lot in the Bible, and um, there's some amazing names in the Bible. But poor, uh, poor Jabez, 
His name means pain. His name means pain. Now, the poor man, the poor man, the poor boy to start with was born, was born in pain. He didn't get a good start to begin with. And he grew up and imagine he played with all his friends and all they would call out to him is pain, pain, pain. And he'd be reminded that he caused discomfort to his mother in childbirth, but that, you know, that was his name, that was his reputation, that was his, his identity. Could you imagine having a name like that? Could you imagine if your parents called you ugly in Spanish and you went to visit Spain and lived there for the rest of your life and all of the other people would be calling you ugly? Could you imagine? That? That's what it's like. Here is this Hebrew boy called, and he's in the tribe of Judah, and his name is Jabez or Yabates, if you're Jewish tonight. Welcome. It means pain. It means pain. Tonight's message is called When Pain Prays. When Pain Prays. When Pain Calls Out to God in Prayer. And Pain Prays. And we, we don't know anything about this Jabez in the whole Bible except that verse 9 says that Jabez was more honourable than any of his brothers more honourable than any of his brothers. The Holy Spirit, when he was inspiring the writer of 1 Chronicles to write these genealogies, he gets through this, this genealogy of Judah's line and the tribe of Judah, and he gets to the point where he goes, that's right, Jabez. And, and if, you, if you were to read the whole of chapter 4, you would notice that verses 9 and 10 just stand out. They're not in the same writing style they're not in the same pattern it just it's almost like god just takes the spotlight off of the scene for a little bit and focuses on one individual he says he was more honorable than any of his brothers his name was jabez and that he, he was the one who prayed he was the one who prayed he was the one who prayed to the god of israel oh that you would bless me that you would bless me. That might sound selfish to some of you tonight. This message is for you. Oh, that you would bless me, God. Bless me, God. Bless me. If that grates at your ears, then I want to encourage you tonight just to hear maybe what God might be wanting to tell you through this person, Jabez. Now, I understand, I didn't know this until uh, just recently, that, uh, that this prayer of Jabez could be seen in a different light, could be maybe abused or manipulative in prayer. And that's not, that's not our hopes tonight. Our hope is that you will see what happens when pain prays. You see, all of us go through pain. Some of us are better than, at hiding it than others. But all of us go through pain. Some of us might have even been birthed in pain. Your mother might have had a really hard birth and you, were, you came out, you succeeded, well done, you're here. But some of us have gone through pain that we have caused. We've caused our own pain through our own actions and our own choices and our own misgivings. And some of us have gone through pain that we didn't cause. 
It was pain from another person's hand or another person's choice. Some of us have been through pain because of a natural disaster. And it hasn't been anyone's fault, but it just happened. And you experienced pain. You might have lost a loved one. or Every one of us have gone through pain. But there's two options we have when we do go through pain. We can look inward or we can look upward. We can look inward and say, oh, why is this happening to me? Why did that person do that to me? Why am I going through this? We can, we can have that kind of approach. And in, and in some respects, we can begin to blame God. God, why did you let ha this happen to me? The other approach, I think, would be to look up in a, not a blaming way, but a, God, what are you trying to teach me in this way? God, I look to you in this. Because I look at Jabez and I think, you know what, this poor kid, he could have just, he could have responded in that first way. He could have just gone through life going, what's the point of trying? What's the point of trying? I'm, my name is pain. Everywhere I go, I'm reminded. When people call my name, I'm reminded of who I am. I was born in pain. I, I caused great pain to my mother. And every time she calls my name, I'm reminded of that very fact. And maybe he felt guilty. We don't know. But every time he was introduced to somebody, they said, here comes pain. Here comes trouble. Here comes misfortune. Here comes struggling. Here he comes. But he rose above the pain to be the one who prayed to the God of Israel. When pain prays, God's blessing turns pain into honour. You see, we wouldn't have heard that Jabez was more honourable than all of his brothers if he didn't pray to God. And say, God, would you bless me? Would you bless me? He prayed to the God of Israel. Israel. You know, it reminded me when I was looking through, looking at this and praying about it, that if you turn with me to Genesis chapter 32, and uh, what it, it's, the, it's the law of, uh, I can't remember what it's called, the law of first mention, I think, is Genesis chapter 32, where we see, this name, Israel. Have I got Genesis? Yes, I do. Genesis chapter 32 and verse 22. Now, the, let me set the scene here. Um, speaking of blessings, uh, Isaac has blessed his children. Uh, Isaac's the son of Abraham. Abraham blessed Isaac. Isaac blessed his children he was tricked into blessing Jacob first with the blessing of the firstborn rites. And then Esau got blessed after that with just a little bit, not even half of the blessing that Jacob got from his father. His father's blessing was on Jacob. And uh, Esau finds out about this and he's very upset. Jacob runs for his life. And um, eventually Esau and Jacob catch up with each other years later. 
And Jacob is on his way to meet with Esau, and he's afraid. He's afraid of what Esau, his older brother, is going to do to him because Esau has become quite powerful. And, uh, and Jacob is afraid. Jacob, here we, his, here we are. Jacob's on his way. He's, he set up camp. He's sent a whole lot of gifts ahead. He set up camp at the river Jabok, and he's camped there with his family. Verse 22 of Genesis 22, uh, 32. During the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two servants' wives, and his 11 sons and crossed the Jabok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions. This, this left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until, unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel, because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Please tell me your name, Jacob said. Why do you want to know my name? The man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. You know, there's a blessing right there on a man called Jacob. And the name Jacob means heel or deceiver, you know, grasping the heel. And, and he, he grasped the heel of Esau when they were born. And, and he ended up being a deceiver in uh, tricking Isaac to bless him instead of Esau earlier in, in Genesis. And here's Jacob living up to his name as a deceiver. But here he meets, we're told, a man at the river Jabok. But as, and he wrestles with this man. And as we read, we've, we can see that Jacob realizes that this, there's something different about this man. They're wrestling for a long time. This man's quite strong, but every, every, every forceful hit that Jacob has, the man has enough to withstand it. And this is going to go on forever and ever. There's going to be a continual struggle forever and ever until finally time's up. The sun is rising and the man says to Jacob, we have to finish this. Let me go. And Jacob says, I won't let you go until you bless me. I won't let you go until you bless me, unless you bless me. You know, the blessing of, of God, he realized it was God right there and then. Some people believe this is a, an incarnation of Jesus at the river of Jabal. Whatever that is, we don't know. But we know that it's God wrestling with the deceiver. And what happens is sometimes when we want God's blessing, sometimes there has to be a change of name. You know, Jacob was a deceiver, but God said, your name's not deceiver anymore. Your name is Israel. Israel means God fights. God fights. God will fight or wrestle with God. 
That's what it means. And you see, Jacob was so afraid of, of what kind of reaction he was going to get from Esau that he was setting up all these gifts and trying to pay his way towards receiving grace and favor from Esau. But it's God who fights. I don't know if you're like that. Sometimes I used to be like that, probably still am sometimes, where I feel like the more I do to please God, the more he's pleased with me. But it's God who fights for my friendship with him. He, he fought on the cross to pave a way for me and you to be friends with God. And sometimes we get caught in the trap of feeling like we can do more to please him. Sometimes a name change comes before the blessing. Sometimes we have to let go of the past before God can actually bring that blessing. But God's blessing is always worth the fight. And it often follows some form of a limp. You know, God allows, in his wisdom and love for us, God allows pain. God allows suffering. God allows the tough times in our life to build in us resilience, but also to build in us an awareness that we're not in control. And sometimes we just have to let go of the wheel and say, God, you have to be in control. With Jacob, he fought and fought and fought. But eventually, it says, that the man touched his hip and wrenched it out of its socket. You know, from that time on, Jacob walked with a limp. And every time he would take a step forwards in faith, following God, he'd remember, it's God who fights. It's God who's got the future in store. It's God who holds the future. You know, we, we should never let our past dictate our destiny. God is a God who changes the name. God is a God who takes the past pain, but when we pray to him, when pain prays to God, he can change the name. And it's worth the fight to get God's blessing. Back to 1 Chronicles 4. Something I see here from Jabez is that God's blessing comes in a gift set. In a gift set. I don't know if you ever bought perfume for your wife before. I have. You can get it just on its own, or you can get it part of a gift set with a whole lot of other things attached to it. And here, let's have a look at Jabez's prayer. He says in verse 10, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. That, that God would bless him, in fact, it, it says here in the Hebrew two times, bless, bless. In other words, that you would, in blessing me, that you would bless me, I would be blessed. <laughs> in other words, he's asking God for a big blessing for himself. Now, for, for us, sometimes we can feel like that might be selfish. You know, I grew up with a real deep reverence for God, the creator God. But to ask him for something Sometimes it felt like I was being selfish or self-centered. Sometimes we can ask him for things which are self selfish and self-centered, like God give me a million dollars or stuff like that. 
But God wants us to actually come to him and ask for, for stuff because he's God, because he's our good father and we're his children. And I think, I think Jabez understood that. You know, in this chapter 4 of 1 Chronicles, all of these other people were mentioned along with their fathers and the tribe, they were, the, part, the family they were part of. But Jabez, he's, his father's not mentioned specifically. We don't know who his father is. But it's almost like the Holy Spirit is saying, you know what, instead of a blessing from your father or your parents or whatever they've said about you, how about you turn around and ask God to bless you? Seek God's blessing on your life. You know, ask God to bless you and expand your territory. You know, for Jabez, asking that question was probably to do with land, right? Real estate. But it was more also, it could be, could be seen as influence. You know, God, maybe you could be praying, you could be, and I could be praying, God, bless me, but bless me so that I might have more influence in my workplace. Or bless me that I might have more influence as a father to my family or as a mother to my family, or bless me that I might have more influence as the only Christian in my house, or bless me that I might have influence in my neighborhood. You know, Jabez, when he asks God to bless him, it's manifold blessing. It's a gift set. It comes with not only God's blessing, that's God's favor over him. That's one thing, but it's, an ex it's a blessing of influence, more influence, more, more territory, also, that he would be with Jabez. His hand would be upon him. Now, that is, I think, that is the, the best blessing of all. Because no matter what Jabez would go through in life, he knows that even if it doesn't seem like God's blessing him, even if it doesn't seem like he's making a difference in his community or having an influence on his workplace or whatever, that just to know that God is with him in the middle of it is enough. That's blessing enough that God would be with him. And, and then he says the next one is to keep him from trouble and pain. He asked God to keep him from trouble and pain. You know, Jesus, when he taught the disciples the prayer in um, the Lord's Prayer, uh, he said, keep us from evil, you know, deliver us from evil. We don't want pain. We don't want trouble. It'd be good if we didn't have it. In fact, there is no pain and there is no trouble in heaven. And so God wants that. God, God desires that. It's his will. You know, Jesus said, your will will be done on earth as in heaven. And in heaven, there is, there is uh, no pain. There is no trouble. And God is always with you. And that's God's desire that's that's god's desire for all human beings and jabez kind of caught a glimpse of that and we often see that as selfish that we would ask god to bless us but god actually sees that as what we're created for to come to him with a heart that says god i want your heart i want what you've got if you've got it and I can have it. I want it all, but I want it all because that's what you want for me. I want what you want for me. God's blessing comes in a gift set. It's not for you. 
It's actually through you that God wants to bless others as well. But we must come to him first and say, God, bless me. My past won't define my destiny. I'm not, every time I walk in the room, someone might call out my name as pain. They might remind me of my past, my failures. They might bring up the past again and again and again. But I look to you, God, for your blessing on me. I want to know what you have to say about me. So God's blessing turns pain into honour. God's blessing is always worth the fight. God's blessing comes in a gift set. But it's yours for the asking. Now we know, we know as believers that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. That's Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. We know that God has blessed us in Christ. And in fact, all humanity, we're blessed. We're blessed. We're breathing oxygen. We have life. We're blessed. God doesn't have to do that. But he loves us and wants to bless each and every one of us. But, but we have this extra spiritual blessing in Christ. And it's, but it's yours for the asking. Yours for the asking. Check. You just need to check your heart motive. You know, there's probably people listening to this broadcast now that say, yeah, amen, I believe I believe that God is going to bless me. He's going to bless me with five Ferraris right now that I can give to other people, you know, and they can put Jesus stickers on them and, and you know, evangelize the community. You know, there might be people like that. I hope there's not. I hope that's not you. But if God has blessed you, he wants you to be blessed so that you can be a blessing. He wants you to have an increased influence. He wants you to know that you're with him. And every everywhere you go, you have, you're reminded that he's with you. So you'll be blessed in whatever you do. He wants you to know that he'll protect you and keep you, keep you uh, out of harm's way. And if you do find yourself in a situation that seems harmful, you will know it's okay. God's got it sorted. And somehow he's going to bring me out the other end. Just think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel's friends. You know, that was the end. They went into a fiery furnace. They were going to be burnt up, burnt alive. But Jesus was in the in the furnace with them. You know, when you think it's the end, it feels like the end. But with God, if, if God's the focus, if pain cries out in prayer to God, then God can deliver. But your heart motive has to be right. You know, there's this story we looked at in our Bible study this week, in our home group Bible study, and it's in Luke chapter 18, and it's a parable that Jesus shared about two, two men praying, you know, at the, the Pharisee and the tax collector. And um, I'll read it. It goes like this. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not a sinner like everyone else, for I don't cheat, I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, O oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, says Jesus, this sinner not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. 
for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. How dare we come to God and say, you don't need to bless me. How dare we do that when God is, a, is our loving father who wants to bless us. He has what we don't have and he can give us what we need. Right relationship with him. James says in chapter four, he says, uh, you, you, you ask, but you don't get because you ask with wrong motives. You know, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to know what the right thing is to be praying for. Uh, but when it comes to asking God for a blessing from him upon yourself, you can know that's the right thing to be praying for. Not for selfish reasons, not for selfish gain, but that he would bless you to be a blessing to others. We can call out to him and say, oh God, oh God, that you would bless me, that you would bless me. If, if you've got it and I can have it, I want it. I want it all. Give me everything you've got. You know, that might seem selfish to you still. But if you read on the end of, chap uh, of uh, chapter 4, verse 10, we're told that God granted Jabez's prayer. God granted his request. God granted his request. What an amazing prayer to be praying. God, that you would bless me, that you would expand my influence, that you would be with me and that you would keep me from trouble and pain. Even all the stuff that I've gone through, even all that, that stuff that I'm going through, I turn to you, God, for what you have to say about it, about me. And Lord, if it means a limp, if it means wrestling with you for some time, then so be it. We, I, will not leave, I will not leave your presence until I get your blessing. You know, that's the kind of attitude that, uh, that God wants in each and every one of us. You know, the, the sort of attitude that says, I will not leave this car until I have heard from you, God. Or I will not leave this, this home until I, I will not leave until you say, seeking God's will. Maybe maybe you're going through something now. What I want to do is just, I guess, just let's just respond to what God's telling us tonight. Um, you know, what pain is there? What is, what's, what's the pain in your life? Or maybe you've held on to it for a while. Maybe it's something that you caused. Maybe it's something that you didn't cause. Maybe someone did it to you. And it's painful, you know. Maybe your name means pain. Maybe you've lived with it all your life and people have have identified you as that that person. Oh, here she comes again. Oh, we know all about her. Well, I want to encourage you tonight. Don't let your past dictate your destiny. Especially when you're when you turn your pain into prayer. When pain prays, God blesses. God brings a victory. You know, it might not be straight away, but trust him because he's able to grant your request. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you are a God who always keeps his promise. And you're a God that always tells the truth. 
And you're a God who always looks for people who call out to you. Your eye is searching the world, looking for people that are calling out to you, that are praying like Jabez and saying, oh God, that you would bless me, that you would expand my territory, that you would increase my influence, that you would be with me, even if that you would be with me, and that, Lord, you would be the one that protects, keeps me from trouble, keeps me from pain, and keeps me from bringing pain. But, God, we ask that you would be that God for us, not for our own goodness, not for our own benefit, but partly because, God, we fail. And we need to come like that tax collector and say, God, I don't have anything for you, but I want what you've got for me. And in that instance, God, you had mercy for that tax collector. We don't want to be like the Pharisee, like that religious man that came and said, God, we don't need your help. You need our help. We don't want to be like that. We want to come to you as your children, Father God, and ask for you to bless us. God, bless us. Bless us with your kindness. Bless us with your favour. Bless us more than any parent could ever bless. Any blessing that we've read in the Bible from any father to any son or, or child. Lord, we want your blessing, your blessing to rest upon us. And thank you, Lord, that you have ultimately shown your blessing to us in Jesus Christ. That your son, Jesus Christ, the firstborn, has given us your blessing through him, through his death, through his resurrection, we, can, we, we are partakers of every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. But it's ours for the asking. So God, give us boldness, God. Smash our pride to dust tonight. Give us the willingness to come to your feet, to come to you face to face and say, God, bless. God, bless me. God, bless me. Amen. Amen. Before we close the service tonight, we're going to sing one more um, classic hymn. And it talks about how it's blessed assurance. And, and it talks about how in Jesus we have this blessed assurance and of salvation, of eternal life, you know, of God's blessing upon us uh, in Jesus. And, um, and the chorus goes like this, this is my story, this is my song, praising my Saviour all the day long. All the day long. No matter what you're going through, God is with you. God will bless you. Just call out to him in prayer. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God.
Sunday we're going to have communion together so um, if you're at the shops this week grab some grape juice or some bread we're going to have communion together online um, but uh, we're praying for you this week that you'd have a great week that you would be brave enough to ask God say God bless me not in a selfish way but in a way that says God I can't do it without your help God bless you guys have a fantastic week we love you see you later thank you